0: Hey, good morning! Happy Tuesday. This is Dr. Kirk Elliott. This is my weekly commentary for this week, and boy, um, <laughs> there's a lot going on. And and here's where I just want to share with everybody that that economics, you know, the, the markets are not just a function of finances, right? It's also a function of politics, and in fact, politics oftentimes have even a larger impact. On markets, on stock market, bond market, gold and silver, than even the financial world. So, for example, um, this week, you know, the, the tensions in, in Russia, um, escalated even more with some surprises that came up over the weekend. So, looks like Russia is probably going to invade Ukraine like, like ASAP, right? So, so when you look at that, um, with the tensions just this morning, Um, The Dow came down 300 points. Um, Now, Goldman Sachs uh, yesterday came out with a a little bit of a a report and analysis uh, on what happens when the tensions escalate in in Russia and Ukraine. Well, the Japanese stock market probably comes down about 13 percent. The uh, Russell 5000, you know, the 5000 largest stocks in America, um, those come down almost 10 percent. The European stock markets come down and relatively around the same amount, right? So, so this is just from Russia and Ukraine, right? The tensions, politically, geopolitical conflict, always causes markets to go into upheaval, and this is gonna. This is a pretty drastic, short-lived thing, right? It's like the, these corrections when we're talking like nine to thirteen percent. That's not gonna be over a year's time frame. It's gonna be almost immediate when, when the tensions escalate. Um, Now you've also got China flexing in the South China Sea, Um, you know, looking, looking for, for dominance. You've got other weird things that are not political, but like, uh, you know, we've talked a lot in the, in the past over, over supply chain disruptions, right. And, and how the price of used cars are up over 40% over the last 12 months, because You can't hardly get any new cars. So I don't know if you all saw the big, huge, massive ship, the 650-foot, you know, cargo ship that was bringing some high-end vehicles, uh, Volkswagens, Audis, uh, let's see, Porsches and Bentleys, in from from Germany um, into Rhode Island, the the thing started on fire. Over 4,400 cars, new cars now can't hit the... uh, can't hit the dealerships in America. And these cars were already paid for. It's like, oh, now there's even more supply chain disruptions. Now there's even more economic upheaval. That wasn't even a political thing. That was just a thing that happened, right? So so then you've got the interest rate hikes. And what is the mandate of the Federal Reserve? The, the Fed... Um, they're, 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 they have a dual mandate. Number one is is full employment. Number two is is inflation, right? And the tools that they have to control that um, are basically you can change the reserve requirement, which is the amount of money that banks have to hold on hand at any given moment. So like when you deposit $100 into the bank, if the reserve requirement's 10%, that means they can lend out 90 of it and they keep 10 back, right? So because banks are in the business, this is fractional reserve banking. And so the lower that reserve requirement, the more they can lend out, thus trying to stimulate the economy. Well, in April of last year, the reserve requirement went to zero. This is why there's a liquidity crisis in the banks. Banks don't have to have any money on hand at all right now. And they don't. Um, They also want to try to provide for full employment. Um, and they also deal with inflation via interest rates right so so when they have um when they can impact the borrowing the reserve requirement get more companies borrowing to expand basically then they can they can impact the employment situation uh when you when you increase the cost of borrowing or lower the cost of borrowing via interest rates that that has to do with economic growth or contraction right so so that's how, so how they deal with inflation is with the interest rates. You know, as it, interest rates go up, less people purchase. Therefore, demand for goods comes down and inflationary pressures come down. So, so they've got this dual mandate. But there's also an unstated third mandate from central banks around the world, and that's the markets, right? Um, they don't want a market crash. So, so this, here's where the beast that they created – like the Frankenstein monster, right? They can't kill it because all the printing, all the excessive printing of money with no tangible backing caused this massive inflationary beast. And now they can't kill it because you raise rates too much and that kills the economy, right? So they've got this catch 22, but, but still, they're going to probably have six to seven rate increases of at least 25 basis points or a quarter of a percent this year. That's that will be devastating for the markets, but hopefully it does slow down inflation, because if you don't slow down inflation, we turn into Venezuela. I mean, it's just what it is. So so problems, you know, we've got geopolitical problems. We've got political conflict. We've got financial issues that impact the economy. All of it's happening at the same time. This is why we're shouting from the rooftops for everybody gobble up as much silver as you can and go, and gold, but but really precious metals as a whole. But, but really, I, I'm not even touching gold yet. It's silver. Silver, 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 silver. Because if both gold and silver are equally as safe and silver's outperforming, well, then go into silver. I mean, this is flat out. Plus, you've got supply chain disruptions. You've got supply issues, low inventory, high demand. That'll cause price to go up. That's just economics 101. That's what you have with silver right now. So, bottom line, geopolitical conflict this week erupting in, in Russia and Ukraine. Geopolitical conflict starting or continuing, however you'd want to say it. It's just not escalated to a point of, of war. Um, is China's flexing for dominance in the South China Sea. You've got the interest rate cycle now going up. You've got the Dow Correcting, coming down a few hundred points because of escalating tensions in Russia and Ukraine, gold and silver just going up. Right. So, so seriously, if everybody has any money left on the sidelines, right. After, after all this time, um, put it into silver. You won't go wrong. I mean, really it's just, it's, it's going to explode. It is a thing. Things go up with inflation. Like you've heard me say a kajillion times, and so that's what we want to do is protect and preserve everything we've worked so hard to accumulate over the years from erosion due to stupid government policy that neither you nor I can control, right? So so that's it for this week. Just wanted to share with you some of the geopolitical conflict things that are going on, what the mandates of the Fed are, how they're trying to fight it, and how even they're fighting it, they cannot kill the beast that they created, which is inflation. So anyways... Um, but we can take advantage of that. We can take advantage of it by allocating into physical assets, which will go up with the inflation. So there you have it. Hope you all have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you again next week. Just call our office if you have any questions. Bye for now.